0: This is Todd Summerfeld. I'm a sales agronomist for CHS in Kirkston, Minnesota. We are pleased to bring you the update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services providing solutions for your success.
1: Wednesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan along with Whitney Pittman and Sierra Doctor. Soybean and corn advisor president Michael Cordonier has been lowering his corn and soybean production estimates for Argentina. Cordonier says Argentina simply needs rain.
2: They just have not got enough rainfall to replenish the soil moisture. They're getting just enough for, you know, keep it going for a couple of days and then uh, evaporation takes that advantage away. So yes, I've been lowering my both corn and soybeans on a weekly basis. You know the soybeans they still got 40% left to plant. And the shortest day of the year was last week. So these last planted soybeans are going to be very short. They're going to start to flower very early in their development. And you just lose the yield potential uh, every day that's not planted.
1: And it is possible that not all of that soybean area will get planted.
2: Don't know for sure, but some of the soybean area may not even get planted. Because if you don't get rain here in the next i would say 10 days it'll be too late so you don't really don't want to go past maybe the second week of january planting soybeans and uh if you were unlucky and didn't get any rain you're not going to plant until you get some
3: the grain market is watching Argentina's planting and crop progress closely. Clayton Pope commodities market analyst Taylor Pope says inner commodity spread trading is a big part of the market action. So
4: much of these markets now are inter-commodity spread and um, you know it, it, it would seem to us that some of these fund managers are, are taking off some of their bean positions and, and then unwinding you know any you know say, say they were short corn and uh... long beans which judged by the commitment of traders in, in terms of you know open interest over the last couple of weeks it would tell you that that was the play um... and now if it, you know if, if they're taking some bean longs off um, you know it means they're probably covering some some short corn
3: pope says weather and year-end positioning are the market drivers
4: the argentina problem will impact corn um... but certainly to not extent uh... you know let it explode on its own. So I, I would contribute more of the uh, strength in the grains and to uh, intercommodity spread on unwinding. I mean, funds are starting to close their books and, um, you know, probably taking profits on some recent positioning. And, uh, I, I think there's just no doubt that some of what's going into this.
5: The grain trade is watching South American weather as the planting window slowly closes for Argentina. North Star Commodity Chief Analyst Mark Schultz says Argentina needs sustained soaking rains.
6: Now that dryness kind of works a little bit up into southern Brazil uh, and that would be an area to watch. But that dryness in southern Brazil would have to hang on all the way into the middle of January, late January to start doing irreversible damage there. Uh, otherwise, central and northern Brazil looks to be pretty good for the time being.
5: Then holiday trade will also exaggerate the weather moves.
6: You can move the market a little bit quicker, and it can move up. So, yeah, you you kind of take it with a grain of salt in here uh, on the moves this week. But I think you kind of set the stage uh, for right now. And obviously, we've had pretty good, you know, the demand for beans has still always been good. Wheat and corn, not so much. But... Uh, The beans have been good, so uh, you're getting at the time of the year, too. You know, the planning deadline for Argentina typically comes in at the end of, or right around the 10th or 15th of January for both corn and beans. So, you know, the clock is ticking for them, so they're going to have to need that weather in which to straighten out to get things off and, and get it going.
1: Basis bids at the six regional grain elevators, followed by the Red River Farm Network for January delivery, are mostly unchanged from this past week. Spring wheat basis bids range from $0.65 cents under to par with the Minneapolis March futures. Cash spring wheat prices range from $8.70 to $9.34 per bushel. Corn basis ranges from 50, uh, 35 to $0.15 cents under the March corn futures, with cash corn prices ranging from $6.39 to $6.60 a bushel. The soybean basis ranges from 40 cents under the January contract to 8 cents over the March contract. Cash soybean prices range from 14.53 to 14.94 per bushel.
3: Major cattle production regions have dealt with widespread drought since 2020. Livestock Marketing Information Center senior economist Caitlin McCulloch says the cost of forage and feed to keep a cow through the year is making it harder for cattle
7: producers to produce a profit. We look at things like pasture costs, um, any sort of supplementation in hay, or protein and minerals, uh, labor, and we're just trying to come up with sort of a general cost estimate of the typical type of expenses you would experience every single year. Those costs may or may not be reflective of every person in every single year but year over year what the what the changes are plus or minus should give you a pretty good idea of kind of the direction these costs are moving and as most of you know almost all the costs have gone up in the last couple of years and so you're really in an escalating kind of cost environment
3: McCulloch estimates in 2022 it will cost 13 percent more to feed and maintain a single cow
7: so the costs we have, um, 2023 and 2024, you know, we're we're over a thousand dollars per head, um, and the two previous years were creeping up there. You were sort of in this higher price environment. Some of that's going to be hay costs. Some of that's going to be increases in labor. Interest rates have gone up. Fuel has gone up, etc. So. Um, a little bit higher cost than we've probably ever seen before. Um, and this is, you know, we're trying to use nominal values. We're not, fi- we're not correcting for inflation or anything like that.
5: The total value of U.S. exports has grown at an average annual rate of 6% since 2002 before reaching a record high at $1.4 trillion in 2021, according to USDA. The value of America's ag exports rose by an average of 11% annually. Ag exports surged 23% to $172 billion in 2021 and are forecast at a record $196 billion for 2022 find more information from the red river farm network by visiting us online at rrfn.com you're listening to the red river farm network
1: wednesday farm news on the red river farm network well as we flip the calendar to 2023 minnesota farmers union president gary wardish says the farm bill will be the top priority at the federal level
2: obviously the farm bill is top of the list that they have to get work get to work on. Getting a farm bill done for you know as, as the current one expires it in September.
1: And what uh, to do with Minnesota's budget surplus will be the priority at the state level.
2: You know, sometimes that creates more problems. Than what do you can do with the money? But uh, you know, it that's that's a lot better uh, position to be in than if we had a huge deficit. So you know, there'll be you know everybody will have needs, and there, and there are a lot of needs out there. There's no doubt about it. But you know, we'll have to figure out what you know, what is sustainable and what, uh, you know, what can they do with that money? And uh, obviously, you know, there'll be some, there'll probably be some tax relief in there too, but, you know, there's a lot of infrastructure needs that uh, can be addressed.
3: With a forecast for a more favorable planting season than 2022, USDA chief economist Seth Meyer predicts an increase from last year's planted corn acres from 89 million acres to 92 million acres
8: right now we'd expect an increase in corn planted acreage we had a little bit more prevented planted acreage than normal this past year so we gained a little bit of acreage in total on a more normal planting assumption for next year but you know the 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 current situation is to encourage a bit more corn acreage
3: meyer says there are a few factors that could affect corn export markets for 2023
8: given the world uh, situation i think we'll close this marketing year with tighter global stocks than we started with um the issues in ukraine continue to put pressure on
1: on on them
8: as a competitive supplier uh, we have seen that the brazilians have opened up corn trade with china and that's made exports more of a challenge for us so again i'd say global tight situation for corn with more competition from the brazilians perhaps
5: the American Seed Trade Association is focused on new cover crop programs and having seed ready to accommodate growers. North Central Regional Vice President Eric Wooster explains.
0: And the big thing that we see right now is that the buzzword is cover crops. Uh, as we see NRCS dump billions, and I mean billions of dollars, into trying to erect a situation where a lot of acres are going to come to see into that cover crop program over the next couple of years it's a big push to make sure we have the seed and we can communicate to the farmer that the benefits are there and they're gonna get paid to do it.
5: Wooster says there are several reasons cover crops are becoming more popular and it's ASTA's job to promote
0: with american seed trade association that's our job as we're trying to spread the word of what that cover crop and conservation means to the to the farmer the big thing that we all always talk about is soil health with the cover crops but we also have to think about any type of erosion protection water protection all those things and as this carbon credit world starts to develop we have to be on that part it's a big lump with a lot of different pieces, so we're gonna put the seed in the ground for a lot of different reasons, and that's what we have to have the message. And with the government programs coming out to, to help farmers, incentivize them, then it becomes easier for them
1: to see the benefits. To be successful, crops need to be fed throughout the growing season. To this point, the focus has been on macro and micronutrients. Mosaic Global Agronomy Director Matt Souter says Mosaic's philosophy is moving from advanced crop nutrition to a balanced approach.
8: There is a lot of players in the marketplace and there's a lot of people that are going to tell you things like, well I have a bacillus 2 or we have all those things. Here's what I want you to know about Biopath and PowerCode. There's three things that set them apart from the industry. First of all, they are a known mode of action. We know exactly the strains that are selected, and they've been selected under a very robust process for us to deliver the the needed plant responses for those things. The second thing is, there is a body of science behind these things. They've been field tested for several years through plant response, which was acquired by Mosaic in the past year. Those, those field tests are being repeated, and we have a very solid body of evidence to demonstrate what farmer expectations should be.
1: And the methods of application are considered farmer-friendly.
8: So in the case of Biopath, it's a liquid-based uh, product that is water-based that fits with your UAN application or 10340. You can put it in furrow, you can put it in side dress. Makes it very easy. You don't have an additional application pass. In the case of Powercoat, normally, this is accessed through your retail channel. But it's, a, it's an impregnated product, or a product that impregnates dry fertilizer. So in that case, you actually have them, when you're spreading dry fertilizer, you make sure it's coated with power coat, and you've got a biological that's going to provide you additional uh, nutrient use efficiency in the field.
1: You're listening to the Red River Farm Network.
3: Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. North Dakota Corn Growers Association is offering an unusual perk for being a member. NDCGA Executive Director Brenda Elmer says they've partnered with a distillery to make custom bourbon.
9: So we just launched this project this year with Red Pine Distillery out of Grand Forks, North Dakota. It came from seeing their product, kind of his specialty is using produce and agriculture from the Red River Valley. When I noticed that he didn't have a bourbon line, we just approached him and, and told him what we had in mind, and that was to use corn from North Dakota farmers' own field that they have produced and make it into value-added bourbon um, that can be customized. We just launched it this fall, and it is an exclusive partnership with the North Dakota Corn Growers Association.
3: Elmer says each bottle of bourbon can be traced back to the cornfield in North Dakota where it was grown.
9: i talked to a number of growers also that said landlord gift. you know, that's kind of something neat. If you have somebody especially who used to farm the land, then it makes for a nice gift if they have a bottle of that and put something on the label that indicates, you know, where it was grown and what fields and so forth. So that's kind of a neat little thing. Is it going to win any bourbon tasting awards up against uh, Kentucky bourbon? I'm not sure about that. Maybe. But It's just a really cool thing uh, to have something made from your own land and your own efforts and your own farm.
1: Checking markets before we leave you this noon hour. March wheat, Minneapolis is down a half at 9.33 and three quarters. The May contract now unchanged at 9.21. Chicago March wheat is 12 cents higher at 7.86 and a half. Kansas City March wheat, six and a quarter higher, 8.85 and a half. March corn, seven and three quarters higher at 6.82 and a quarter. July is up seven and three quarters at 6.74. January soybeans, 22 and three quarter higher at 15.05. March is up 23 and a Half at 15.12 and a half. January canola down three dollars and seventy cents a metric ton at 863.80. Canadian. February live cattle down two cents at 157.85. January feeder cattle 37 cents higher at 183.47. February lean hogs down 60 cents at $90.87. Thanks for joining us. Have a great afternoon. This is the Red River Farm Network.